Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hello, 24 Carat Tribe. Hello, peeps. We are super excited because we are going to start doing a three-part series on health and healthy living. And um, I met, we have a guest today. Her name is Kelly Miller. I met her through social media. I just loved her tips on cooking and health. And we thought, you know, right now we're all gaining a little bit. Uh, A little bit. (laughs) Phyllis has a whole story about that. Yeah. Phyllis went back to clean eating because Phyllis gained 10 more pounds of the... There was 10 that I needed to lose before this whole shutdown started, and then I found out I'm a very emotional eater, and so I ate all my COVID snacks in the first three days. <laughs> so we thought we'd have Kelly on so she could yeah, tell she, us what we not need to help, do. Kelly. Kelly, help us. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, I love it. So Kelly, Thanks tell us a little bit. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah. And tell us a little bit about your business and, and kind of your passion about how did you eating. start yeah. your business? How did I get started? I grew up uh, a skinny kid. We didn't eat anything really healthy, nothing really bad, but nothing really healthy. It was, you know, eighties, you know, you just yeah. had your starch, your meat and your veggie, usually from a can or the freezer. So oh. I didn't, really have a problem I didn't have a problem with weight growing up but my daughter started to at like 12 Mm. and she just started like premature emotionally eating and just her body was changing and it sent me down this path of she's my kid yeah looks like me in all these ways how can I help her I don't want her to go down a bad path or like have to fight all these food demons for the rest of her life what can I do mm. so I did what any mom would do and I hit the internet and then I jumped on every food theory diet I could possibly find uh. the poor kid cried we're not eating chicken anymore oh. <laughs> and it was so yeah I said we're not we're not eating chicken we're going vegan with no more milk no more cheese. oh no <laughs> yeah, just she, like you just so took I, away I, all I my pleasures <laughs> Yep, she totally just was like, no, I love chicken nuggets, Mom. You can't do this to me. Yeah. Um, She was going to run away from home. (laughs) She was going to run to McDonald's is where she was going to run to. Poor kid. So I dialed it back a little bit, and I'm like, well, do I go to culinary school and learn about food, or do I go to health coaching school and learn about food? And I was a very active mom. I didn't want to go away to full-time culinary school. So I went to Integrative Nutrition, which is an extremely popular online certified holistic health coaching school. So I went and learned about dietary theories, and we, of course, tried everyone that we learned about. And it just turned into this passion for writing a cookbook. I heard a calling that this is what you need to do, and Mm. then coaching women and learning the lifestyle and sharing, and it just perpetuated into this whole new world for me of, of coaching and sharing and balancing the busy life with working an online business and being a mom and being healthy. So yeah. it's a very cool, cool place that I'm 
coaching from. Well, and I think that's really important because I think, you know, uh, eating habits, they can get skewed. You know, I think mm-hmm. especially like, you know, you talk about like the freshman five, like it's kind of a joke, mm-hmm. right? That people gain weight. Freshman 15. Or fifth, freshman 15, mm-hmm. sorry. 15. Yeah. My daughter gained 15 freshman year. Yeah. yeah. So I think it is very common that, mm-hmm. you know, and then we don't know how to control it. So then that's when eating disorders happen. Yeah. And I think all of us kind of, I don't know, as women, I think we all have like a weird kind of eating, just yeah. love, hate relationship yeah. with, with food. food, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like you want to fit in your yeah. pants and then you're constantly have all these things in your face on how you're supposed to look and what you're supposed to do, but then we don't eat well. And then we take diet pills or we, you know, are on some crazy diet, like a cabbage diet, you know? (laughs) Yes. I was just going to say that cabbage diet. I remember the bank teller the one day I'm in there, they're all talking about the cabbage diet. I'm losing my mind because I'm in school and I'm learning and I'm like, you guys are making me crazy. Yeah. Don't do that to your body. No, I know. Do they teach you the emotional side of eating when you're going through those courses? Yes, and I want to share a little bit about that with you guys in a little. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, so as you're learning this new way of eating with your daughter, like what what path did that take you down? Well, like I said, we went through all these different theories because there's tons of dietary theories, and I don't believe that any dietary theory or except maybe the cabbage diet or any (laughs) health trend or supplement or shake is bad because it's still pushing you to find what's good for you we are Mm -hmm. all different we all have different ethnicities and shapes and sizes and backgrounds and what works for me might not work for you guys Mm -hmm. you know and that's what's frustrating because like I can share my method right might not work for you and vice versa so my daughter and I had to really go through this not only cycle monthly cycle of cravings and emotions Mm -hmm. but just things in our lives so we played it out and we finally figured it out like through all the dietary theories all of them say eat real food yeah i thrown down my healthy lifestyle too eat real food if it can't be grown or if it doesn't run free and wild at some point in life forget the factory farming and all that stuff right now then it's not real food. So we don't want to eat majority of that. We want to eat majority real food. And when you kind of just go about that, then your body knows what to do with it. And you can be a healthier, fully functioning, operating human at that point. And just kind of like, okay, I'm going to eat real greens. I'm going to eat eggs. Eat the way farmers made food years ago. And that's what I've determined really helps us. At least that's a starting point. Yeah, and I think you're right about that because I think a lot of times, like, we kind of take it for granted, I think, a little bit in California because we do we have know, a lot, have of, a fresh lot of ag business here, yeah. right? So we, I mean, I grew up with fresh fruits and vegetables all the time. Like, I never eat canned food, but I did have a friend who lived back east, and they didn't have as much ag business there. And she was like, oh, we used to eat canned everything and I'm like really I'm like I don't remember as a child eating a whole lot of canned food I'm a little bit older than you so we did eat canned food because we were poor poor. yeah (laughs) and that was a lot cheaper to buy that in bulk and keep that and you don't it it doesn't spoil Mm -hmm. but it tastes horrible and so you grow up like kind of hating vegetables because you that's the only vegetable like a mushy asparagus or canned green beans don't show me um don't show me peas in a can. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't. <laughs> no, but canned, 
canned green beans are my favorite. Can, I was going to say canned. Can, so there's a three bean salad that I do make with cans, which is yes. garbanzo beans, the green beans, and the red kidney beans, which is really good. But, you know, it's like vinegar is yeah, spicy. It like there's other up, yeah. things in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll eat that. But, yeah, that I can eat. But, yeah, so there are certain ones, like, that you can pull from. But, yeah, fresh vegetables are just so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we have so yeah, many more resources. Growing up either. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I mean, now we have so many resources, you know, because you can get like those sun baskets that mm-hmm. have your fresh, fresh fruits and veggies, like that you can get delivered to your yeah. door, which yeah. we're so fortunate in that way. So you kind of wonder why people, why, I guess why like America started, got worse at eating. You know what I mean? You would think, yeah. like, I feel like we aren't just, we aren't healthy. Even our portions are too big, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what do you think about right. that? Right. Yeah, I mean, my mindset is I look at my dad's generation and I look at, like, what happened after the war and how they were raising the kids in Mm -hmm. front of the TV. Mm -hmm. All these things were new. And then things became convenient and fast. And Mm -hmm. the the Hungry Man foods and the Mm -hmm. prep foods were new and they just Mm -hmm. loved them. So it just kind of trickled down and then it came to us to feed us. And they're like, okay, well, frozen mixed veggies nuked Mm -hmm. in the microwave with shake and bake pork chop that's your dinner and rice a roni like, I can't how many times that was my dinner hey that sounds delicious hey, you know, <laughs> so funny story it's sodium bomb it's sodium bomb my world oh right? my so gosh so funny story i was actually on a zoom call with a bunch of girlfriends last night and one of the girls goes guess what i'm making tonight and she was making the shake and bake pork chop oh and she legit God. sent me a picture of it and and somebody goes yeah i feel like you just sent me a picture from 1980 right <laughs> i didn't even know they had shake and bake anymore <gasps> oh. running out of food over oh, here with covid <laughs> That's funny. People are making all kinds of crazy foods now. I'm I know. Seeing them cook while they're at home. Well, what's... I have to say that that is one of the coolest things where people are actually turning to cooking again. Right. right? That's, what, that's we were that. talking about that on the other podcast that every all, and I was saying how much I hate it because I'm having to cook every night again. But it's been good because we're eating so well now. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I did order takeout the other day and. Um, I don't know. It's just, you know, and I want to support the local businesses. So I've been trying to at least, you know, order out every once in a while or whatever, but I'm like, it's not the same. Like, it's yeah. just not the same. I was like, forget it. I'm just going to go back to cooking. <laughs> at least it's hot and fresh by the time it gets to my yeah, table. That's true. Right. I know we eat in our car because we like, we have these three restaurants. So we'll, we'll, you know, share the love once a weekend, you know, and go to see different ones. But then we eat in our car and like soup in my car and <laughs> What is wrong with that picture? Oh my goodness. So on on the topic on the topic of like you know as cooking. So right now, can you and what would you tell somebody that wants to eat healthy but the grocery store doesn't have all the products that you that you want? You know, like we're running out of certain things. Like what, how would you improvise to continue to eat healthy? Well, I would tell them to start by staying out of what I call the cracker aisle. Mm. Going back to kind of like what I said is the prepared foods aisle, that that chip cracker mm-hmm. aisle, just stay out of that aisle. Don't go there. And then if you can shop around the store, I've seen lots of stores still have produce. Yeah. Meat is sporadic, but there's still seafood um, and they still have some fresh stuff. So you can make a lot of food out of veggies, grains, rice, Beans. I mean, I know sometimes the beans were short in the store, but 
Mm-hmm. If you wanted to learn a, a new recipe, you could make your own dry beans, um, you know, cook them. And so what I would say is if the stores are low, just don't freak out if you can't find the exact thing you're looking for, but maybe try to find a variation mm-hmm. and just shop what they have. And you would be so surprised at what you can make mm-hmm. out of all these different foods. Just find variety or make what you like. Just put different ingredients in. You know, sometimes yeah. people get so stuck because they want to make, I want a chicken stir fry. Well, you can't get chicken. Okay. Oh, then let's put shrimp in it. Right. Or mm-hmm. let's put garbanzo beans in it and season it the same way. And you could have a phenomenal onion and pepper garbanzo bean stir fry that you mm. cook up. I mean, it's just integrate different and swap different ingredients. I would say start there because what else are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you have to be creative. No, that's such good advice too. And it's so funny because you're talking about this and my mind is swirling because I have a husband that's allergic to shellfish. So he can't do, sh- he can do fish fish. He can't do shellfish and he's diabetic. So this has been very, um, eye-opening for us to be real specific about the kind of foods that we have to get and to keep him healthy during this time. And so that's why I've been having to cook every night because I have to keep him on point, you know, so it's not a matter of just, we can't just throw whatever in the oven or or buy whatever. We Mm -hmm. have to be very specific about it. And I think it's in a way it's kind of good because it makes you really aware of like getting healthy foods and being able to like, I love what you said about spices and herbs Mm -hmm. are such a great um, thing that people don't take advantage of. And right now, like those are the things that can really change up a meal yeah. Of finding those things. 1, I like you. Yeah. I love what 1, you said about the garbanzo. I never thought about garbanzo beans, beans in a stir fry, but I'm like, that mm-hmm. sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And I mean, yeah, there's your my protein. Girlfriend, one, one of my oldest. Sorry, girl. I'm so sorry if I'm talking over you. My, oh. I get so excited. <laughs> my girlfriend doesn't eat meat. <laughs> she, she can't eat meat. So she comes over to my house for like oh. Mexican food night. And I'm like, what do I make her? Oh. I can't put chicken or beef in these. So I made it with, with garbanzo beans. That is so smart. So you take your chili seasonings, taco seasonings, and just put it on a bean. Black beans work great, too. That I'm is awesome. In a taco shell. Yeah. It's a great lunch. Yeah, well, Phyllis bought a ton of arugula, and I'm not kidding. I this huge <laughs> bag of arugula, and I was cracking up because... I mean, I think we had so many arugula salad. Like, everything had arugula yeah. in it. Like, the eggs had yeah. arugula in it. And I was like, we're using so, all of this. So we had some produce companies down here that the they were distributors for the restaurants. And then some most of the restaurants shut down. And so they were smart in that they reached out to the public and said, hey, if you guys need fresh produce, we have them in bulk. But we'll sell them to you. We'll try to split it up as best we can. But they had, like, I think it was, like, a five pound bag of arugula or something like that. So I gave it out to my friends, my neighbors. I was like, I can't eat all this arugula. I still, I don't even think I finished all of it either. I ended up having having to toss toss some of it, but we were doing the same thing. We're eating arugula. Yeah. Go ahead. ahead, I'm going to give you two ideas. You can saute it down. Arugulas and tomatoes. If you saute them down, they're phenomenal on, like, raviolis. You could put garlic and shallots and what? like that, and it makes, like, its own little sauce. So this yeah. is, like, legit writing recipes I'm down I'm like, right hold on, excuse me, what? <laughs> Arugula and tomatoes, saute. I never even thought of yeah, sauteing like it. Garlic and shallots, it's such a good it's such a good sauce. I made it and put it on um, raviolis when my daughter was little. 
because she'll she'll eat all that, but she would like pick the grains out. But at least some of the nutrients might have right. been the sauce, and yeah. she might have eaten some of it. Wow. Um, that would be good. Add beans to that, too. Add beans to that. And you can make pesto with almost any green. Yeah. You can make an arugula pesto with just the green and a nut and some garlic. And now like I got to go get some more arugula. <laughs> She's going to ship you arugula because she buys it in the five-pound bag. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. No, that is a great, like that, those are the, and you know what? It's funny because I was thinking like, okay, what can I do with all this arugula? I actually did a, um, I did a really good breakfast sandwich Mm. with arugula and a poached egg. I love adding. So I was like addicted to poached eggs for a little while. So I just kept making it with arugula and it just tastes, I mean, and it's not, you know, it's like arugula and Brussels sprouts, you know, those are like kind of people either love them or hate them. Um, my youngest daughter she's 16 and she loves arugula and she loves Brussels sprouts and I crack yeah. up because I'm like that Me is such too. a weird like thing for a 16 year old to like but yeah, okay I'm not gonna great. complain yeah starting off right, right. that's phenomenal go for it yeah. so you were talking yeah. earlier about the emotional challenges that you went down with uh your daughter and the eating process and stuff can you talk a little bit about that absolutely and I think this is really important now because like you guys said we're all stuck at home, stay in place, lock mm-hmm. down, however we want to wrap our mind around it, it's, it's, an, it's a barrier, it's emotional, and it gets, like, really scary. So, like you said, you ate all your snacks really fast, and that's yeah. thing everybody do. They're just snacking, like, what do I do? I don't have a mm-hmm. routine, I don't have a regimen, and no one's watching me, so I can just... Exactly. <laughs> and no one has to see you get and, dressed, so... And you're living in yoga pants, yeah. so... We're yeah. living in our sweat. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I, I totally, I totally get it. Um... But one thing I want to tell you guys about is food energetics. And whenever someone says they're emotionally eating, I like to try to flip it and say, okay, well, what energy are you feeling emotionally? How are you feeling? And then let's eat the food that might counteract that. So, for example, how do you guys feel ordinarily? Like, how did you guys feel today? Mm. Luggish or I felt tired. Yeah, I felt tired. Tired. Okay, well, if you're sluggish, if you're feeling low, if you're feeling down, you want to eat foods. Now, picture me pushing my hand up to the sky. <laughs> We're on a podcast, so you can't see my visuals, and I talk with my hands. <laughs> you want to eat foods that grow to the sky, grow to the sun. Huh. Asparagus or broccoli, or you want to eat apples. You know, they're high on the tree. They grow up. Or oh. you want to eat an animal that moves around fast, like fish or shrimp or chicken. So when you're tired and sick, that's why chicken soup is, Mm. in almost every culture, the cure for those who are sick. How much do I love you right now? I know. I love this. Like, you are my new best friend right now because... Seriously, I I, food energetics is something we learned in school. And I've been like, why do they not teach us in school? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So think about that when you're tired and sluggish. Now, conversely, when you're anxious and like worked up or nervous or any of those like high heartbeat butterfly in your stomach types of feelings you want grounding food so go the opposite way you want potatoes carrots peanuts i think grow down right peanuts are a, a, a root food or you know root nut, I think, so you stuff that grows into the ground so that's why a lot of us will snack on potato chips mm. or french fries when we need to slow down beef like a cheeseburger and fries. That's why I think the American go-to meal, comfort food, is a cheeseburger and fries. Yeah. Or 
spaghetti and meatballs mm -hmm. because cows are slow. If you're anxious mm. and you're high flying, meat will slow you down, potatoes will slow you down, and they'll calm you. And wow. then the next level of it that I love is texture. So if you're having a day like you guys might have today where you're on all these calls and you're talking a lot and you come home and you're like, man, my throat's just like on fire. Mm. You might want something that's cool or smoothing, like a milkshake, um, maybe good like halo ice cream, like protein ice cream or mm -hmm. smoothie. It coats your throat and it just gives you that nice, cooling, relaxing feeling. Um, and I'll flip that and say, okay, I'm angry, I'm mad. Something just really made me mad. Maybe somebody cut me off. Maybe you heard a bad story on the news. Then you need something like with crunch. You need to like chomp down. So mm -hmm. someone asked me the one time, like, what is your go-to snack? Well, mine is Cape Cod chips. I just love Cape Cod chips because they are chip, oil, salt, done. Yeah. They're not a cracker. They're not a pretzel. It's mm -hmm. not just processed. At least it's a food. Yes, it's fried, but I don't need a lot of fried food, so it's not going to kill me. Right. I don't usually eat too many of them. Right. So, you know what I mean? I do it in limited, but then yeah. I get that crunch, I get that salt, and I get it, I get that texture, the chomp out, and I'm like, okay, there's my little emotional rant. <laughs> I ate my crunchy food, and I can move on. <laughs> That's so great. Those are the four ways that I combat emotional eating at the beginning. Like, it's not a huge deep dive into it, but it's enough to say I had this happened, I want to eat this to maybe at least live in that moment without going too far down that rabbit hole. That what is so, I, I'm, I'm like writing all this down. I'm going to put it on a post-it note yeah. on my fridge and because I think that's so important to acknowledge the feeling with the types of food. Mm -hmm. It's so good. What about chocolate yeah. cake? Because Phyllis oh brought gosh. me this well, my horribly wonderful black chocolate cake. My it daughter is, oh. turned 26, and the poor thing didn't get to do anything. So I made her her favorite food, and I went on Pinterest, and I found this black chocolate cake with frosting that was oh, so good. And, and it's homemade, so it was all good. <laughs> what did you say, Kelly? No, I just made a, a black chocolate coffee cake. With peanut butter icing for myself, cause, but I made a half batch because I'm like, the two of us aren't going to eat meat. <laughs> I know. I had to give it away. Well, yeah. Same thing. My husband can't eat it, and I'm eating clean, so I had a slice, but I was like, oh, my gosh. So I brought some to Rhonda. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was okay. so, so, so good. But, yeah, so we're doing these baking things, but, you know, I'm sure, like, on a daily basis, can't eat that, but it was very good. Yeah, and I think some people, like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Phyllis is very much a sweet eater, and I'm I more am. salty. Like, I could forego, I mean, the cake was delicious, but if you gave me a choice between popcorn or cake, I would yeah. take popcorn every time. So that's just, and I could eat popcorn every night. That's, like, my to-go-to snack. Wow. Yeah. I used to, this is something that nobody really, fun fact about me, I had cookies and milk, whether it was Chips Ahoy or Oreos with a glass of milk. Probably from when I was seven until I was thirty-seven every night. Wow! I just maybe not thirty-seven, maybe thirty-five. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. like, let, let me shave off a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. To do this, and now what's funny is my my motto, my mission, what I tell everyone is just don't start or end your day with sugar. And maybe it didn't affect me a lot because milk is so fatty, 
and that was a good balance with the sugar. So if you do like your sweets, I would just say try to have something like protein with it, maybe to help absorb the sugar, maybe like mm. a spoonful of peanut butter, a handful of nuts, something like that. Um, you're so right. Yeah. Out, well, yeah. what I've noticed too is, um, cause I've cut out sugar. So that was just my one little treat for the day. But, um, I woke up with a headache and it was funny because I thought, Oh, ding, ding, that my body is definitely telling me because for a week, uh, it's been a little over a week. I've been eating clean, no, no sugar, no carbs kind of thing. And, um, I've not had one single headache. And as soon as I ate that cake the next morning, my head hurt. Wow. It's kind of like me if I don't have coffee because I love a cup or two of coffee yeah. in the morning. If I don't have coffee by noon, I'll have a caffeine headache. Yeah, sugar sugar is a devil, man. It, it can sneak up on you, and I have a love-hate with it. I go through emotional, like not emotional cycles, my monthly cycle. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I'm like, oh, okay. That's about that time. Yeah. I need a little bit of crunch. I need a little bit of sweet. Me, I'll put them both together on the same night. I'll have chips and cake. Yeah, and then I know. The rest of the month, I won't want it. <laughs> right, I won't so want it funny. at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, if I want it, I'll buy it, I'll eat it, and then it's gone. I don't keep it in the house because I am I'm such a sugaraholic that I can't be trusted, <laughs> and so I know that about myself, and so. Um, you know, I, once I start eating clean, then I, it gets out of my system. I'm not, I'm not craving it, but if I see it and it's Mm -hmm. there, I I have to have it and then I can't stop. It's horrible. (laughs) So yeah. We're getting her. Yeah. So I'm admitting all my faults on, on, we're uh, getting her therapy. I know, right? Sorry. Sorry, Kelly. (laughs) My therapist right now. (laughs) You're doing great. You do have the right mindset and then you just kind of have to give into it sometimes. I mean, I messaged my daughter and she's in college and the chips are calling me. She goes, just go get the bag of chips. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're gone and I don't need them again. Right. Forever. Yeah, yeah, because I think the I think the key to that is that we're we all can't deprive ourselves forever from that thing that you really that brings you joy, you know, right. that like you you enjoy yeah. having a bag of chips or you enjoy your popcorn mm-hmm. or whatever. I enjoy a slice of cake. I love gummies, but yeah, it's like too. I can't have them in the house all the mm-hmm. time and so um it isn't healthy for you and you know really feeling my body feeling that way confirms to me it isn't good for me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. you know, will I continue to eat sugar? Of course, you know, like on, and it was my daughter's birthday. So I, I was like, it's justified, right. but, um, I feel <laughs> safe knowing that I can, um, just keep it out of the house and not, I, I just feel better when it's not in my life. 24 seven. But I think that's so. healthy to, you know, to be able to know like, okay, this makes me feel this way. Like yeah. acknowledging it and knowing it. Cause I think a lot of times people just, they're like, okay, I'm going to be super fanatical and I'm not going to eat any sugar ever again, or I'm not going to mm-hmm. do this ever again. And it's like, it's there's, a, there's a certain point where you kind of mm-hmm. have to, you, I mean, those guilty pleasures feel good sometimes. Yeah. And especially like right now, you know, we're all mm-hmm. in like this weird shelter in place. Like you, you do, you want to, yeah. that's why you can't find flour at the grocery store. Right now yeah, right. Everyone is yeah. baking, you know? Yeah. The other thing you have to remember too, is what you were given as a kid. And as, as young parents, I try to tell them not mm. to use food as a reward or punishment. Mm. Um, but that doesn't always mean for us, we didn't always grow up that way. So mm-hmm. like eating really bad food or really comforting food like that is just how we learn to it's live. like a so memory routine mm-hmm. right and i repeat that you know mac and cheese went with 
Manwich. You know, those right. are the names of our Manwich. <laughs> You're throwing back. <laughs> the young people are going to be like, what's man. a Manwich? I used to hate Manwich night. I just was not a fan. I'm like, or can you just make me a burger? <laughs> or shake and bake. Yeah. All those. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Yeah. Or uh, hamburger helper. Oh, yeah. Oh, we had it all. Oh, yeah. You know, so Kelly, funny. I travel. You indulge in it, and then you just let it go. Yeah. I, I travel a lot for work, and one time, this was probably about five or six years ago, but my husband, he makes like three things. That's about the extent of it. He's the barbecue guy. But um, I had gone on this business trip, and I get this text from my kids, and they were like, oh, my gosh, you have to come home. Dad just made us hamburger helper, and he put it on top of rice. I was like, oh, my gosh, if that is not carb <laughs> overload, what are you doing to my children? <laughs> And he thought, well, I made a salad on the side. Does that count? (laughs) Yeah, no. No. (laughs) Never again. So funny. Well, we, so I want to ask you one last question, which is tell us about your 22 year old self. What would you tell yourself if your 22 year old self? Mm, I just got hesitant. Uh, I was a young mom. So at Mm. 22, I already had a one year old literal girl and around so and I've always been a nurturing type of person and I take on all the lost puppies and I care for everybody in my life and well part of me gosh part of me would probably say stop caring as much as you do but Mm. I would just probably say you've got time and everything happens for a reason and you're gonna have a long time to tell your story and it's all gonna make sense because at 22 I was a lost little girl just trying to figure it all out with this little girl now to take care of um I would say you've. I would say you've got time to figure it out. And you're gonna have a great story to tell. Oh, I love oh, that. Oh, that's beautiful. Love that. And so, tell us a little bit about your. Um, so tell us where they can find you on social media, and a little bit about your coaching program. How they can find you if they're interested in getting some health coaching. I mean, this was so informational. I feel like we have to have you on again I because know. I don't think we could even. Oh, I love you again. I am health coach. I'm health coach Kel at, at health coach Kel with one L. Um, I'm on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, you know, all of that. You can find me at Health Coach Cal. My website is also Health Coach Cal. I, I'm right now, like, writing a new book for the summer, revising my cookbook, Healthy Cooking 101, where I go over all those cooking techniques and whatever I just shared today. Um, but I also coach women like us who are online or busy or with families, and I help them with some of the tech things and some of the healthy lifestyle things as well. So I'm kind of just this Jill of all things right now, but just come find me, come talk to me. My DMs and my messages are always open. I just love meeting people and connecting. And I'm truly your biggest cheerleader in your corner. Oh, well, I just, I, we just so, I'm so glad I I met you online. You know, this is the thing I keep telling people. Like I've met so many wonderful people on social media and I know sometimes it gets a bad rap and we've talked about that before, but I mean, I, I just loved, I love everything you're doing. I watch your stuff all the time. (laughs) So uh, thank you so much for being on our show today. And we so appreciate all the wonderful advice you had. And we definitely will have you on again. I'm going to go saute some arugula. I know, right? Yes, saute that arugula and send me pictures. Okay. Exactly. Thank you, guys. This has been lovely. I can't wait to connect again. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, 24 Carat Tribe, for joining us today. We hope that you will subscribe and share. Go follow us on 24 Carat Conversation. Conversations podcast. And until next time, 24 Carat Tribe, sparkle on. Bye, peeps. Bye, peeps. <laughs>